0: Hello and welcome to the IBC Podcast. This is a time where Senior Pastor Todd Fisher and Student Pastor Aaron Fulbright come together and have a conversation over Todd's message the previous Sunday. Todd and Aaron will ask questions and dig deeper into the message and explain how to apply the Word of God to our lives, as well as having other conversations about what's going on in the life of our church.
1: Welcome back everyone to this week's edition of the IBC Podcast, The Number one podcast, according to rumors on Spotify, Apple music or wherever you might find your podcast. Uh, we were off a week, so we are back this week. Hope everyone had a great Easter. Um, Todd, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing really well. How about you?
1: I'm doing well. How was your uh your Easter weekend a week ago?
0: Uh, it was good it was good it it kind of didn't feel quite like Easter here because we didn't get to have it in Rayleigh Chapel. yeah. Yeah. So it felt a little weird. I'm not going to lie, but it was good to see everybody here, and it was good.
1: Yeah, good. Um, you watched the Masters? This weekend? I
0: did watch the Masters. Yeah, it's pretty good. I'm happy for Hideki. Yeah, that's really neat, and for the country of Japan, yeah. I think that was really cool. Yeah, and uh, he he earned that. That was he's good, good yeah. player.
1: It was good. Um, all right, let's. Uh, Let's jump in. So before we get to the uh the, the sermon, we've got to hear your dad joke. Dad joke, good I one. got
0: a good one. I got a I got a good one. You ready? Let's see if I'll think about it. Hey, laughing. do you know why you do not iron a four leaf clover?
1: I have no idea.
0: Because you never want to press your luck.
1: I smiled at that one. That
0: was a pretty good one. <laughs> Although you smiled, but I'm looking at Dom over here. He's i don't still th- trying to get I it. don't think Dom gets it. I just thought <laughs> of it. Okay, well we'll tell us your dad joke, yeah. Tom. It was it was in uh, it was in the honors of the Masters and it was <laughs> it was why did the golfer bring two pairs of pants? So it,
1: hold on. In case you can't hear, Dominic, he has a dad joke for the Masters and it's why did the golfer wear two pairs
0: of pants? He, he brought two pairs Why did of he pants. bring two pairs yeah, of why, pants? Why did he bring two pairs of pants? Because he got a hole in one. Oh uh, yes. He got a hole in one. Mine was much better. My dad joke was. That's debatable. Much better. Mine mine has I will tell you, more out thought.
1: Of all the jokes I've heard today, Todd. <clears throat> that yours,
0: was that was the one best one. It was yeah, one. That was one of them. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um and it was the only one you've heard. Yeah. Okay, so you were not here Sunday.
1: I was not here Sunday. I went you, to You you took a vacation. I went to they, the Rangers they let game. we let you
0: have vacation around here? I know, right? I, I, I can't had some that. people
1: um I was talking to them at our leadership meeting Sunday night. I was here for that and they were like Wait, you were going Why were you guys I was like, I, I get vacation too. I can take days off. So
0: you have not heard the sermon.
1: I have not heard the <clears throat> and sermon. And usually
0: the way our podcast works is you have taken notes on my sermon and you ask me questions yes. about the sermon. So uh, let me tell you about the sermon.
1: Okay, tell me about it. And, uh, yeah, and just so y'all know, I never tell Todd what I'm going to ask him. Yeah,
0: so turnabout is fair play. Yes. I'm about to ask you questions yes. you don't know. You're going to realize fun. I'm not as
1: educated as This is going to be fun.
0: <laughs> okay, uh, so it was Hebrews five eleven to 6, 3, and it was one of his, uh, what we call an excursus. So he's been laying out the argument of Jesus parallel with the high priest, and then he takes a little excursus. First one he did was in chapter 2, when he says, don't drift away. Second one he did was in chapter 3 and 4, which he said, don't have a hardened heart. And then this one, the third one, it, and these are all like warnings, mm-hmm. And this one is about uh, not being stuck in spiritual infancy and then what we're getting to next Sunday, which is going to be on apostasy, which will be a really interesting one. Um, <clears throat> so we talked about and, – and the image that he uses uh, – and this is one of the arguments why some people think that Paul wrote Hebrews is because of the milk and meat imagery. Yeah. And Paul uses that over in Corinthians. So uh, basically he he is warning the Hebrews that they they cannot stay in this infancy stage of spiritual development on the milk of the Word. They need to get to solid foods, what he calls it. So we talked about that in the sermon. And so one of the things I would be interested to ask you about is where this kind of plays out with student ministry. Okay. Because uh, I, I in the sermon I ref, referenced a a Gallup poll, and uh, of of people, this is just people identifying as evangelicals. Okay, so that's a that that's a slippery term to to, to, to term to define today. But in general, we usually have an evangelical as a conservative Bible believing Christian. Mm-hmm. Okay, of evangelicals. Over fifty percent could not name five of the Ten Commandments. They could not name the four gospels. And eighty percent believe the statement God helps those who help themselves is in the Bible. Yeah. So we're just talking about a point of there there's a lot of it this sounds kind of like a pejorative term, there's a lot of ignorance mm-hmm. in the church today and i i don't mean that in a pejorative way but i mean that in fact the, the the knowledge of the bible is lacking and we see that even in adults so how would you kind of talk about this whole idea in terms of student ministry yeah. and i'll let you respond to that and then i i i got another little follow up on to do that
1: so the first thing that i can think about um is this the this the the the, the discipleship the education of scripture um it it begins in the home and we don't want to like just throw that on parents and say hey it's your responsibility to disciple your ki- disciple your kid but i think there's correlation between the fact that you know we see the smallest number of gen z identifying as christians it, it, it relates to the fact that we also see the highest number of Gen Z who have parents who don't identify as as Christians. That for the first time in our nation's history, the adults in our nation aren't Christians. Therefore, mm-hmm. kids aren't growing up in the Christian home. And so uh, what what's happening for a lot of students is they go to church, and whether it's Sundays, Wednesdays, or whatever that looks like, but that's the only um, only time of discipleship that takes place in their lives. And so parents aren't at home walking with them, discipling them, having spiritual conversations because the parents have never really been discipled. They've never been a part of the church. They've mm-hmm. never read, read scripture. Um, so the, so the lack of understanding of what's in in, in the Bible and not in the Bible has to do, I think it correlates to the relationship that students have with their, their parents spiritually. Um, but w- Another thing I can think about is when we talk about kind of our church or just churches in general and discipling students. Um, there, there's this, just this. There should be this priority of preaching scripture. Um, for me, my my greatest passion is is teaching. I, I love to preach and I love to preach to, to students. And I think sometimes what we do with students is we think, you know, Oh, they have this eight second attention span. They are so used to just being on social media. They can't sit down and take notes and hear a sermon. Um, the truth is, is that they can, we just don't ever mm-hmm. push them or challenge them mm-hmm. to listen to sermons and take notes. And then we don't really even challenge them to live out what, what we teach them. Mm-hmm.
0: It's interesting when I talk to kids about salvation. Mm-hmm. So the child has made some kind of profession here, mom and dad bring the child to me. And when I am going through what the gospel is with them, I often start by asking the child the question tell me what you know about Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. Because I use Adam and Eve as a starting point of, okay, we got before we talk about the gospel, we got to talk about sin. Mm-hmm. How did sin get into the world? What is sin? What's the consequences of sin? And now, granted, these are church kids a lot of times, yeah. right? But it kind of never ceases to amaze me, though, sometimes, the knowledge that these kids have. Mm-hmm. I mean, they'll tell me some details about Adam and Eve, and I'm pretty sure there's a number of adults in our church that don't know some of those details. Yeah. So some parents are, I think, doing a good job. Yeah, yes, I think yes. we need to be careful not to, when we read a, a Gallup poll like that, and like, oh. But I, I like what you said about bringing in the whole generational deal mm-hmm. in general. Because of the generational thing, we do have generations now that have a very high level of biblical, yeah, in you know, they're insufficient in their biblical knowledge, yeah. So, um. One of the things that I talked about, and I'm going to have you just build on this again, kind of it relates to what you already said. One of the things I said in the sermon was I said, we in this culture cannot afford to be spiritual infants. Mm -hmm. Because really, unlike, say, 50 years ago, our culture as a whole is pretty opposed to God and the things of God. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I kind of mentioned, I don't don't know if I said it in all the sermons, but, you know, you've got Christian colleges and universities right now facing a pretty big lawsuit uh, the 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 U.S. Education Department is one being sued, but where Christian colleges are standing on their biblical convictions about sexuality and mm-hmm. gender. So anyway, we don't that that's not rocket science that our culture is largely opposed to the things of God and to the Word. Yeah. So what I was saying in the sermon was, as as a Christian, if I'm a parent, you know. Our children and youth are being immersed in a culture that is in a contradiction to what the Scripture mm-hmm. teaches. I mean, you know, I watch shows on Netflix like anybody else. I'm, I'm just amazed at the number of shows on Netflix that, that have a homosexual couple in them yeah. or a transgender person in them. And they're seeing this on all the streaming services, our children and youth they're 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 saturated with it at school they're saturated with it in the social media so when when your child comes home and says mom dad what does the bible say about homosexuality or where in the bible does it talk about homosexuality or what what does the bible say about gender and if mom and dad have nothing that's a massive problem. Yes. Or if mom and dad say, I don't, you know, basically go YouTube it, or just go go call the youth minister. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, what would you just kind of speak at that? Is that a that's? I think that's probably a pretty big problem, yeah. even yeah. in the church today.
1: Yeah. The, the first thing I want to say is, um, if you're a parent listening, to to first take a breath because. Parents recognize the difficult nature of discipling their kid in the world they live in. So, like, like, like one thing I thought about is when you watch a Netflix show and it has a homosexual couple in there or a transgender person in there, you are thinking, wow, where has our culture gone? Right. When your daughter watches that same show with her, with you, she doesn't pick up on that because that is her
0: culture. That's right. That's right.
1: Um, Yeah. And... And because of that that gap, it's easy for parents to think there's no way we can combat, uh, combat all this. Let's just take my kid and let's put him in their room and lock him up and hide them away and they'll never mm-hmm. be um, messed up by, by what's going on in the world. Uh, parents just need to take a breath and say, hey, yep. it, it, it's going to be okay. Um, the Lord has called you to a big calling, but uh, he's going to walk alongside you. Now on that... Um, Parents need to take the responsibility to, to begin to study that stuff with their, their kids. So yeah. um, let's say you're watching that show with, with your teenage right. daughter. What's easy to do is to say to your kid, hey, this is inappropriate. Let's turn this off. Let's not watch it. What the proper thing to do, I think, is to ask your daughter or parent, ask your kid, how do you feel? about there being a homosexual couple in this TV show Mm -hmm. and dialogue about that and then go into talking about how do you think God feels about yeah. that in general, and then two, how does God feel about us us watching something right. like this? Right. Um, and so it, it begins with not this defensive, we got to protect my kid, but this, let me disciple, let me train my kid. Um, and then along those lines, it takes the parent walking alongside their kid as they study the topic. You know, yeah. We don't exper- expect parents to know all the answers to all the questions right away. Um, but what we do expect them to do is when questions come up to seek out those answers with those kids. Right.
0: Yeah. And you know, I, I was saying that too, what the author of Hebrews is not saying in this passage is you all have to have a seminary trained, yes. you know, theological education. Yeah. No, but you do need to be well-versed mm-hmm. in the major doctrines of scripture and the whole, the whole, the whole picture of biblical theology, you know, what is the worldview of the Bible here? And it, it doesn't take a lot of reading to understand God definitely has a worldview about gender yeah. and sexuality. Uh, I think that's good. What you said uh, about watching that with your kids—obviously, there's boundaries or some Absolutely. things we're not going to watch. Absolutely, some things and you can't. Obviously, yeah. but I think about this story, and I, I, won't, I can't say the person's name because they're a very famous person that told me one time a, a someone very famous in the theological world told me one time that. When they were in elementary school, and this would have been, you know, 30, 40 years ago or longer than that, probably, that they had heard the word homosexual at school. And this boy came home to his his grandparents were watching him after school. And he said, "Uh, Grandpa, what does homosexual mean? Mm -hmm. He said, my grandpa snatched me up by the back of my shirt, bent me over his knee and spanked my bottom pretty hard picked me up and said boy if you ever say that word again you'll get it twice as yeah. hard. And that was how a generation ago or two dealt with that but you you said it. This is our, this is our children's culture. Mm-hmm. If our response as a church and as parents who are Christians is you better never say that word again. Well, they're going to go out and find the information about this. Yeah. And it, these are critical opportunities for us to infuse into our children the biblical worldview. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I just, what you said, I think is so important. Those questions you asked, you know, hey, we watched a show, it has a homosexual couple in it or a transgender person in it. Okay, well, let's talk about that. Yeah. And, but then in that conversation, you know, parents need to be able to say, look, here, here's Romans chapter one. Yeah. It has something to say about homosexuality, mm-hmm. you know? And here's Genesis. It has something to say about gender. Yeah. And so we... We I, it's just it's something that parents really Christian parents need to really wake up to. Yeah, we can't afford to be spiritual infants. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, all right. Well, we've probably gone too long, but uh, much we could say about this yeah, subject. So thanks for letting me. Yeah. Ask, actually, I think I feel like I monopolized it all and talked <laughs> talked talk the most time. So next Sunday is uh, going to be a very very tricky passage of scripture. One of the most mm-hmm. difficult in the Hebrews. One of the most difficult in the Bible. We're going to talk about apostasy and what is apostasy, yeah. and people that in seemingly embrace the faith but then deny it. Were yeah. they ever Christians in the first place? So we're going to talk about that. Yeah,
1: it'll be good. I'm uh, I'm looking for forward to it. So uh, we'd love to see you this Sunday in our worship services, 830, 945 and 11. Um, we also uh, have, we've kind of redone some stuff in our church that um, if you're visiting, or maybe you've been a member for a while now, but you've had a hard time getting connected. Um, we would love to see you in our encourager room after one of our services where uh, we can give you some inf- uh, information, not just about joining our church, but also how to be um, a part of a small group and a discipleship class, or even serve alongside us in our ministry. At our church. So, we would love for you to come this Sunday, ask some questions, get some information, and really um, get plugged in with what's going on here. Um, so, one more thing, just so that it's on your radar, since we've talked about today about um, parents and discipleship, uh, in a couple of weeks on April 25th at 5 p.m., we'll have uh, that night a members meeting and uh, we'll do some business stuff the first 10 minutes. But then the rest of the time, we're going to just talk about um, what our church is doing in our kids through college ministry um, to equip. Uh, our students and parents and leaders to disciple the next generation and we'll have dessert that night and then afterwards we're going to play some bingo so parents um, that is something that you don't want to miss you want to be there for that so thanks for joining us today and we will see you uh, this sunday for our worship services